Welcome to episode 58 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, be known for something that matters, and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we revisit a topic from way back last year, digging into the differences between authenticity and transparency. We share some examples of what we are seeing online, including what annoys me and bothers me. And we lean on Liz's expertise as a digital media specialist to help explain why we might be feeling some of the things we're feeling around what people are publishing and posting and take her professional recommendations into account. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. In episode 24, titled Revealing and Concealing, You Can Be Authentic in What You Share and Still Have Privacy, we talked about how authenticity is about being yourself and speaking and sharing in a way that is true to who you are and what you believe and what you think, and how this is different than full transparency, which is sharing it all. On the heels of our last episode, where we talked about how my sense of ambition might morph or change during life transitions, I shared that I didn't mention my pregnancy or due date or anything about having a baby on social media at all and how this was a choice. If you missed that episode, you're going to want to go back. It's a really juicy one. And I just dropped that little, uh, little baby bomb there. I would love to hear from you about how you navigate life transitions during uh, big changes and how you make sure that your ambition is still a part of that. I want to clarify first that I did not keep my pregnancy a secret to prove a point. I did it because I wanted to. I share the reasons in this past episode. I chose to not share it, but not because I thought it was the right thing or the only way or to throw any shade at people who do share things about their personal lives. This was a personal choice. So I just want to emphasize that I have many friends who are pregnant and I, I very much support the decisions that they make. Mine just happened to be a little bit different. I will be honest that in seeing some of the engagement, wedding, pregnancy, milestone, new job, new business announcements that have come out, I did second guess myself because I got to see the outpouring of love and support and congratulations. And I have found myself craving a taste of it. So again, if you want to know some of the reasons that I made this choice, head on back to episode 57. But for now, I want to talk about the outpouring of transparency and lean on Liz to speak to this from a social media and digital media perspective. Full confession, I am nervous to talk about this. I'm nervous because I feel like a stickler. And for better or worse, I have the type of personality where I often see things in black and white and the gray area is hard for me. 
I also talk about how we always have the right and opportunity to change our minds and how we all get to decide what we're comfortable with. And yet, sometimes I see the people behind brands and business accounts share so much that is in no way connected to the story they are trying to tell. And I find myself wondering if I'm the only one who feels confused and even annoyed by this sometimes. So Liz, can you help me out here and help explain where these feelings might be coming from, from a media perspective? why people make these choices, or just tell me, am I a stickler who isn't open to people doing things differently than I do them? I'm very happy to accept that answer. Uh, Liz, you've got the floor. I would say you're not a stickler. I too have seen lately on Instagram and Facebook posts that seem like they were intended for a personal feed instead of the company page. And it's the volume of these posts that is confusing for so many accounts. Part of me wonders if maybe there's a craving for connection or personal storytelling that was lacking in the midst of the pandemic. And the people who have the keys to these accounts are just using whatever platforms they have for that now with no real strategic mindset. Also, I think sometimes people lose their identities in their business. So they become the business. If you are watching The Dropout on Disney Plus in episode five, Elizabeth Holmes talks about how she is the business. And if you let down the business, you let down her. And I think sometimes there's a little bit of a, a crossover or a or a losing of oneself in the business. They become it. So lines become blurred when it comes to posting on Instagram stories or choosing social media to complain about something or posting a photo of your outfit of the day from the company page multiple times in a week without any real consideration for the goals of the business or what the audience wants or needs from you. When I see a lot of personal posts from a company page, which I will say, asterisk here, I think it's fine to post the occasional personal update. It is a human behind the business. We've talked on the podcast at length. We are humans first. We are humans that have stories to tell. But I think it's about finding the right balance there. When I see an overwhelming volume of personal posts, I think that the poster has not taken a second to put themselves in the customer's shoes or the audience's shoes. When you create content, you have to get the ego out of it. You have to get your ego out of it, get yourself out of it. You're creating for an audience. And when there is so many outfit posts and drinks on Friday evening posts coming from the company page, it feels like you've lost the perspective of what the customer needs, what they want, why they follow you. And that is frustrating because I'm a big believer in in moving with strategy. This outfit of the day one sounds like it's not just something you've pulled out of thin air, but are actually really quite tired of seeing. As I listen to you, I would love to know... To what extent do you think people are just burned out and that is holding them back from either creating new content that connects to the business, connects with the audience, has a thoughtful call to action. Alternatively, people are burned out and tired. 
So they don't want to have to log into a second account and believe that any presence is better than no presence at all. 100%. I think there's some of both of those things. Social media and creating content for all of the countless online platforms is like being in a hamster wheel. There's no getting off of it. There's always so much work to be done. And I think that, yeah, if you have a personal account and you have a business account, and if you haven't gone through the steps to create a process or to create a strategy for that business account, it can just be a whole hell of a lot easier to just think about that one thing and post it on both or not put a lot of planning or intention into the business side of things. I totally, I totally get it. Do you have any other examples of where you have seen people kind of go off course? So one of the things you've mentioned is frequency. So when it becomes not just a random, here's a really great picture of my outfit. I'm doing a photo shoot for my brand. Stay tuned of what's coming. But instead, it's a constant, here's my outfit of the day where we lose that brand purpose. Are there any other examples you can give us of where you have seen a brand kind of go off track? You see brands go off track with complaints sometimes. So, and I think that we maybe see, have seen more of this lately with people working from home is that you know, their coffee machine breaks that morning and they take to the business account to complain to Breville or whoever that the machine is busted. And it's like, well, as a potential customer for your business, I don't give a shit about this, right? Like this is not serving me as the audience at all. So complaints, I think is a big one. And if we think about brand story and speaking in a brand voice and having brand personality attributes, a complaint probably doesn't fit into any of those parameters that you've set for your business. A hundred percent. Yeah. The complaint one is huge. I very much noticed that. Um, there are two people I can think of that I actually, I don't know as humans. I only know them through Instagram, but I see, I see them post of like, Oh, this is my life as a creative and complaining about it and thinking if, if this is not working for you, how can we make a different decision? Alternatively, when I see people complain about their clients, I am a big fan of the language. Uh, Brian Kiro, Dallas's dad, shared with me, if you don't like your customer, try doing business without them. When I see somebody complain about their clients publicly, instantly, I'm like, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. I don't think I'm the right client for you because if you're doing it to this other person, how do I know that you're not going to do it to me, that you're not going to be complaining about me on social media? I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. And again, I don't know who builds a business or who builds a brand to lose customers. One other thing that I have seen often, and again, we are humans before we are business owners. We are people. We don't all work 24 hours a day. But I've started seeing lots more since restrictions have been lifted and businesses open of like the Friday night drinks. And I don't think that belongs on a business feed. That's a why is it? Is it an alcohol thing? Is it a social thing? Is it a, a COVID restriction thing? Like talking about your comfort level, maybe going out. I have so many questions. I don't, it's not a COVID restriction thing. It's not an alcohol thing. I think that 
maybe it's the approach in which I've seen it. So if I see a business posting that they're out for Friday night drinks, I think that that's content that lives on the personal feed, unless there's a narrative or a message about we worked hard all week. Now it's time for some balance. And there's some sort of call to action to how are you finding balance this weekend or whatever. It just, it seems when I see just a post of like a wine bottle in an ice bucket on a company page, it just feels like, what's the point of this content? I ask myself that question so often. What's the point? So what? As we'll talk about in a few minutes, posting with intention, posting strategically is the is what you should be doing on business accounts. So when I see some of these things that feel willy-nilly, it just causes a lot of questions for me. And again, I completely understand that I am not the average Instagram user also, but it, I think it's important to take half a second and think about which account this content comes from. Right. Okay. So I love this question. What's the point of this content? Because if I'm going to share a picture of going for Friday night drinks, I'm either going to comment on the team that I'm working with, a project that we accomplish, a milestone that we hit. Alternatively, this is my opportunity to say, look, I'm a local business. It's important to me to support other local businesses. Here's one of our favorites. But coming back to like, so what's the point of this? You and I use this question all the time. It's my favorite question. So what? Am I putting this out here to create more noise and because I'm supposed to post on Fridays or because I'm actually contributing something? Absolutely. Is it just noise or are you doing something worthwhile with it? Again, thinking about the ideal audience member, the ideal customer, what are they getting from this Instagram story photo of a bottle of wine in an ice bucket? What is this doing for them? What's in it for them? If there's no context, if there's no question, if there's no reference to the local economy or local businesses or going for drinks after a successful campaign launch or whatever, I think it goes on the personal feed. So do you have rules or ways that you differentiate between what's personal and what's business? To determine- (laughs) That's why I'm asking, I I love rules. (laughs) I also love rules so much. I think- To determine what content goes on what account, you need to have some sort of strategy in place. So this is advice that I share with clients. This is advice that I share in workshops and professional development courses that I do with people. Determine a strategy and do your best to stick with it. So in that strategy for your business account, you want to set social media goals that align with the goals of your business. And hey, maybe posting an outfit of the day on the company page aligns with some overarching business goal you have. It could be, maybe you have a strategic partnership with a local clothing company, and this is a way of promoting local business or supporting your partners. In that case, sure, go for it. But consider what the balance is between that, what that more personal content is and what your audience actually gives a shit about. And so determine what those goals are And before you post anything, ask yourself, does this content align with those goals? I started this Instagram account for a reason. This is a business account. I took the steps to create this account to do something for my business. Is posting this photo helping me move the needle on what those goals are? So that's one thing to consider. Also determine what some content themes are. Give yourself some guidelines and post content that makes sense for those themes. So 
Maybe you have a content theme or a content bucket, as you'll hear it referred to sometimes. Maybe you have a bucket within your business strategy that is more personal, but it's one of six or seven different things. That means the personal things only show up every so often and you can plan out content that's well balanced Mm -hmm. so you don't have people like me or people like aw or other customers thinking what the hell is this right when you post complaints or you post you know your friday night activity or your outfit of the day or you at the gym you have balance because you have strategic content that makes sense in all of those other themes as well. I'm not saying X nay on the personal content period, right. but we need, we as a collective need to be posting content that makes sense for the business. Right. Yes. On the business account. I think that bucket piece makes so much sense because yes, we're humans before we're business owners. I agree with that. We are humans before we are leaders, before we are entrepreneurs. And the people that I'm inviting into this space that I'm saying, follow me here, comment here, engage here, are not here just for my personal life. I'm asking them to join a community of other ambitious people who listen to the podcast, who contribute, who have something to say, who takes these, take these little snippets of, of words that we use and language that we develop. and and so in some ways, I almost feel like I'm, I'm giving you a glimpse of my personal life every so often, but if I just want you to know me as Amanda, the person, then it's, then I get to step back and go, maybe if I just want to share all this stuff, maybe it's time to create a personal account, which for the record, like, oh God, who has that kind of time? Uh, on the burnout front, I do have a personal account from years ago. I definitely do not know the password. I know that it existed and I just dropped off because it was too much and that's okay. But I think there's something to be said too. And I would love to hear where you fall in, in the Instagram bio. And, and we talk about Instagram because it is the primary platform that I use. Liz, of course, knows all of the platforms. Um, but in that Instagram bio, how can people communicate the level of personal content or how that personal content connects with their business? If they really determine that you knowing me as a human is so important to your experience of my social media feed, how do people convey that? Well, I, I like I like the idea of being upfront about it in the Instagram bio or the bio of whatever platform you want to consider. You have really limited character space in those bios, but in some way communicating that on this feed, you will see a mix of the business and the behind the scenes, I think is probably a good way of illustrating that. Your customers should know what they're getting themselves into by following you. So you need to communicate that too. There you go. And I know that there are many business owners who part of their business or all of their business is connected to their lifestyle, which is great. I am so glad those people exist. I am not one of them. But I also, like you said, as an audience member, I want to know what I'm getting myself into. I don't want to be surprised when I see a picture on your feed of you posting something that I'm like, oh, where the hell did that come from? 
it needs to all make sense in a cohesive way. Absolutely. I work with several clients who I just adore and we share probably 75 or 80% of the content is business. It is for the customer. It's the reason they follow. And that other 15 or 20 or 25%, I forget the original number I gave you, that other section is the personal stuff. It's a, it's a glimpse behind the curtain. It's the behind the scenes. Here's some snippets about my life so you can get to know me a little bit better. But this account is a business account. And that is where most of the content lives. And for me as an entrepreneur, that's also where I want to make the most impact. So you've heard me talk before about how it can be incredibly frustrating that on my anniversary, we post a picture from my wedding and yada, yada. And that post always gets tons of likes and comments and people are super engaged. And it, it gives me this glimpse of, should I be sharing more of this? And then when I sit back and think about it, I'm like, wait a second, who are the people that I've invited into this? Who are the people that I'm trying to find more of? If I am not saying, come enjoy a wedding photo a day, then no, it's probably not the content I need to be sharing all the time for my business and our strategy and the business goals that I have set up. And if you look at the analytics on the Instagram feed, sure, those wedding photos get the most engagement. They get the most likes, they get the most comments, but they're not driving any clicks to your website. You're not getting any new clients from that photo. You are getting new clients from the content that we post with helpful advice and actionable takeaways, not getting new clients because you look banging on your wedding day. And this might surprise people because I've been very open about how I want to be liked, but being liked is not my number one business goal. I want to run a sustainable, profitable business. I want to be on big stages, not I want everyone to know how amazing I looked in my wedding dress, even though it is the truth. That is not what's in it for them. There has to be more. So Liz, what you of course do this for people, right? You do this for your clients, but you also deliver a ton of workshops and PD and you teach people who are running their own business accounts. What advice do you have for people who are doing it themselves? Try and give yourself some sort of strategy. Give yourself some sort of guideline to follow. Think about why you have the account, what the goals are of this account, what motivated you to start an Instagram account for your business one day. Think about that why, and then determine content that makes sense for those goals. And if it helps you create those content buckets. So think about five or six or seven or 10, whatever, how many different themes make sense for you and strive for a balance between all of them. Personal content can be a theme, but it shouldn't be the main content on your feed. So I mean, the two questions that you asked here are actually three that I would bring it down to for our listeners. When you're looking to post first, why are you on social media and how do your social media goals align with your big picture business goals? When you go to post, what is the point of this content? What are you trying to convey? What do you want people to do? What's the call to action? And that third question is to consider for your audience, what is in it for them? What's the benefit that they get 
from seeing this post, from engaging with it, from liking it. Because I think if we can answer those three things, I have a feeling we're going to see fewer outfits of the day. We're going to see fewer uh, businesses where we just see the owner randomly at the gym on Saturday morning or fewer, hopefully fewer complaints. Again, phone a friend, do just do it like the rest of us do. Just talk behind that person's back when you call someone. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation is not to scold anybody or to slap anybody on the wrist. It's just thinking about using these tools that are available to you in the best way possible. You started that Instagram account for a reason. And it's disappointing to see content that doesn't help serve that purpose. So this is just to serve as a reminder that maybe this could be done more strategically. I want to complain about one more thing while I have you here. (laughs) Um, One piece that, that really bothers me, we've talked about it before on the podcast, is that when it comes to many of these platforms, uh, they owe you nothing. Instagram is free, is a free app that owes me nothing. So one piece that, that really gets me is people complaining about the algorithm and Instagram isn't showing you my photos and I'm not getting as many likes as I used to. I don't want to be like, I don't want to say bullied, but like when I see such a degree of self-pity about how people aren't liking your posts. And so you, you have your little Instagram tantrum. And then you go, fine, well, I'm just going to do it this way instead. I'm like, okay, fill your boots. Like that's your choice. You always have a choice of if you're using this platform or not, but it owes you nothing. So there's just my final complaint. (laughs) My favorite question to ask, we've talked about this before. And of course, already in this episode is so what? So we've spent half an hour talking about this. I'm inclined to ask myself and you, Liz, and our audience, so what? Or what's the point of this conversation? For me, my so what is that having this conversation validates that I don't have to share everything and I'm still being authentic. It also validates that I'm allowed to keep things private to my friends, to my group chats, to people I see in person. And it also tells me that if at any point I want to share more, if I can explain the connection or make it part of my brand story or how it applies, if I can talk about how it connects to my business goals, then hell yes, go for it. But if I'm doing it simply because I'm running out of content ideas or because I don't know what to post and feel like I should, that's not a good enough reason. So my so what is I'm still doing things in the way that I can stand behind and I'm even more solid in knowing here are my content buckets. Here's why I'm doing it this way. And yes, every so often you're going to see a wedding photo and I know it's going to get the most likes, but my business goal is not to get the most likes. My business goal is to, to drive people to my website, to get new clients, to be on new stages and to help an ambitious person get off the sideline and claim their spotlight. That's my goal. Liz, what's your so what? My so what, or my what's the point of this conversation is reiterating the fact that when used for business, social media is a strategic marketing tool that should be used with intention and should be used with balance of content with the customer 
in mind. Get the ego out of it. Think about who you're serving this content to. What do they need from you? What do they want from you? What do they crave from you? What do they want to be inspired by or educated with? Thank you for sharing that. You are right. This is a strategic marketing tool. Use it as such. And if you want a personal account, if you want to complain, if you want to post every single time you go out for drinks, do it on a personal account. Somebody is going to love to see it there. Uh, I would love to know from our listeners, so what? You're here for this conversation. You've hung around long enough. What is one thing that you are taking away from it? In our next episode, we are talking about loyalty, specifically around who we hire, how we choose to partner the people that we work with, thinking about hiring our peers and our friends without getting ourselves into trouble and risking the relationship, especially when your circle might feel like a small town. Liz and I both have experience in this. We've mentioned before that we started as a professional relationship. I found Liz on Instagram and reached out to her and said, do you do this for other people? And that was how it started. And we have now morphed this, this working relationship into a working relationship and a friendship. So in this loyalty conversation, we are going to dig into what these partnerships can look like and how to make sure you don't find yourself in trouble. But first, please join us on Instagram and tell us, so what? You stuck around for half an hour. You're here for this conversation. What is one thing that you are taking away from it? I know it will make our our hearts burst a little bit to see if there are any of these strategies that you go, huh, I'm really going to rethink this. Does it make you change your bio? Does it make you think about what you're posting? That is, uh, is very much top of mind for us right now. If you want to dig into your business, what you stand for, what makes you different and better than your competitors, thinking about how your business strategy connects to your social media strategy, you are ripe to work with a business strategist like me. I am accepting new clients for fall of 2022. So if you are interested, hit up the amandawagner.com slash contact and fill out that form. I will be in touch uh, starting in May. And if you have questions about what a social media strategy looks like, or if you need help thinking about content buckets, or you're realizing you maybe haven't considered any goals for your social media channels, that's okay. I can help you with that. Reach out to me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or visit my website, LizPittman.com. This is an exciting time to re-examine some of those business goals. In episode 57, talking about life transition, your business goals might not be the same as they were when you set them three years ago. So looking at those every so often and doing some reflecting is also a powerful tool. This isn't something that you do just at the beginning but you can revisit over and over. And this conversation has fired me up to step back and think, what are those business goals again? How do I make sure that they're connected? So thank you, Liz, for your expertise. It is very much appreciated that you really led the way here and let me ask some questions and learn more. Well, thanks for letting me do my thing. I look forward to to doing this podcast thing again with you again in a couple of weeks. We're talking loyalty in episode 59. Until then, we will see you on the internet. You use the word intention, which I know we talk about how 
that is your word. Um, do you remember that episode a couple months ago where I couldn't say the word intentionally? <laughs> yeah. And you posted that reel about it. This <laughs> is the moment where I want to be like, remember that reel and, or that, that moment where I could not say that word. I'm like, yep. do I get to blame that on having a like lower functioning brain at that moment? <laughs> Cause I sure. so badly wanted to be like, I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm doing other things. I'm growing a human brain. Yep. I think that's allowed. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for that one. Oh, You're God, welcome. what a moment. <laughs>